Hello and welcome to Design Break Podcast, a podcasting experience designed to help you break into the creative world, grow your career, and push your potential as a creative professional. I'm your host, Rocky Rourke, and I'm here to help you accomplish all of that. So let's get started. All right, welcome back, podcast family. Hope you guys are having a great day. I am actually recording this episode as a video podcast. This will be going up onto the YouTube channel. So I hope you guys definitely go check that out if you'd like to see my smiling face as I walk you through this episode. So today we're going to be continuing our mini series on pricing models for freelancers and small design agencies. We already discussed hourly based pricing project-based pricing, and retainer-based pricing. Now, in today's episode, we're going to dive into productized service pricing or subscription-based pricing. Now, you might have heard me say in the previous episode, I mentioned subscriptions. That episode is more based on retainers. And this new episode is actually a re-recording. I actually went through and re-recorded or am re-recording now this entire episode because there are some things that kind of changed when it came to productized services and things like that, at least in my mind. And I felt like it was a disservice to record the original episode and knowing what I know now about this. And so I decided to go in and record this. So in this episode, we're going to explore the pros and cons of productized service pricing and subscription model pricing, as well as some different approaches that we can take to create a successful pricing strategy, whether you're just starting out or looking to optimize your current pricing structure. There's plenty to learn from this episode. Now, one thing to note for those of you who are watching this video at home, uh, you probably will see me looking off. I'm actually reading partially from a script here. Uh, I'm trying to see if this is the uh, right way to do this. So just a small little caveat for you. So join us as we dive into this world of productized service pricing and discover how to create a more profitable and sustainable freelance business for yourself. Let's dive into my own experience with productized uh, service pricing productized service pricing, uh, and then I'm gonna share it a little bit with you on why I decided to completely re-record this episode and why I think that it's important to think about this pricing model. So if we go back all the way to 2018, this is around the time that my friend and fellow freelancer, Brian Burkett, introduced me to this whole new concept of productized service. Essentially, they're standardized services sold like products with clearly defined parameters and pricing. Now, this is something that confused the heck out of me. I did not understand it. I did not understand how I could use this for my business. I felt like it was something more towards for uh, product designers, developers, and web designers and things like that. And at this point, I was just on the cusp of going from illustration into more of the branding sphere of freelance. So I was trying to figure out how I could do this and it really didn't make any sense to me. Up until then, I had been using a project-based pricing model for almost all of my illustration projects. I wasn't really using uh, 
hourly. I wasn't really doing too much retainer based at this point when I first learned about this uh, term. But the lack of a solid process and structure for my projects meant that each and every project was wildly different uh, from the last. And I was allowing clients to basically dictate the process while I created these pretty pictures. So it was really hard for me to you know figure this stuff out to really be able to uh, say you know this is a set scope for each one of these projects this is a set amount of hours for each one of these projects this is a set price for each one of these projects because everything was completely up in the air it wasn't until the fall of 2019 and pre-covid 2020 that i began to understand you know how i could utilize this pricing model for my work at this point i had moved away from solely illustration uh, basically i was working a 40 40 20 model where it was branding 40% of the time, illustration 40% of the time, and then just regular design strategy or design support 20% of the time. It was with this pivot that I began to see how I could uh, add more structure to my process and outline every single step for a given project or a given type of project. I tested and retested, you know, based on each new project that came my way, but also with long-term clients, I was able to really define things and figure out my overall process. And it began to really give me an idea of how I could utilize a productized service-based pricing. Now, after the pandemic hit in 2020, I was able to test out my productized services on a range of different projects and clients, from illustration to full-blown uh, branding projects, from small event brands to large television networks and everything like that. And I was able to kind of dive in and figure out what worked and what didn't work. And what I really learned very quickly was uh, things worked with certain illustration projects, but for the most part, a lot of the projects I was working on, especially with older clients that I've been working with for a long time, it didn't quite work because they already had a specific process built in and they didn't want to break away from that. However, with branding projects and more on one-off projects that I was doing with new clients, a lot of them were understanding what I was trying to do and what I was able to accomplish. So it was kind of like a mix where illustration wasn't really the best part for productized uh, service pricing, or at least the way that I was doing it. Uh, and then, uh, but branding and web design and design support, those actually did pretty well when it came to uh, doing stuff like that. So the biggest part of the product service is the structure and the rules it takes to keep projects on track. That was something that was missing for years was that structure for everything. Now, with all of that, you know, all that being said, uh, recently I actually just learned about a new way of looking at productized service-based pricing and specifically with subscriptions. Uh, a lot of you out there uh, possibly may have already heard about this. This is right now something that's a big buzz in the freelancing community is this idea of subscript of uh, design subscriptions. And so up until recently, I didn't really understand it. I didn't think it was a very good idea. And now that I'm doing more and more research into it, I am actually going to be testing out this model uh, that I'm about to share with you uh, 
with my own business. So we're going to see, and that maybe this will be a follow-up episode in the future where I talk a little bit more about this, what went well, what didn't, and things like that. So basically, I learned about this method from Design Joy, uh, a guy named Brett. I'm not sure his last name, but I started seeing him popping up on a lot of podcast episodes. He was on The Future. He was on a bunch of YouTube videos. You can actually just search YouTube and Design Joy and you'll find a bunch of videos popping up. And one of the biggest selling points for him is that he was a designer who was working by himself. Now, I can't you know, completely clarify that because I, I'm not sure if that's 100% true, but a designer who's working by himself and making $1.3 million a year doing design subscriptions. And I, I, it blew me away. I'm like, still to this day, I'm like, how is that even possible? Um, but I've done a lot of reading, I've done a lot of research, and I've even gone through and started to work on this myself to try and figure it out for my own business. But what he basically does is he goes and takes, uh, creates a subscription. He allows each one of his clients to uh, go through and submit one by one design uh, requests. Now they can do a big backlog of requests, but he only does them one at a time. They pay, I believe it was $5,000 a month. Um, I think now he's upping his prices because he's getting a lot of uh, increased uh, exposure because of all these different uh, episodes that have been dropping and things like that. But what he goes through is he a client comes through, they subscribe to his subscription for let's say $5,000 a month. They can cancel anytime, they can pause anytime. They uh, submit as many requests as they want. Uh, he actually lists them out as unlimited requests. Then he goes in and ha he completes each design task one by one. And so that way he's not working on you know 20 different tasks for one single project or one single client. And the genius here is, for one, he's creating this backlog of different work, this work that he can go back in, he can check it out, and he can really learn, uh, he can really uh, tackle more manageably. From what he says from the episodes that he was interviewed on, is that he is going through and working with 20 to 30 clients at one time. And so the way that he is able to tackle that many clients, which I've never had that many clients, that many clients scares the crap out of me, I'll be honest with you. But the way that he does it is by the one by one tasks. So he will have a task come in from a client. He will give them two to three days roughly turnaround time per task. Some tasks, you know, like if someone comes to you like, oh, I need you to redesign my entire website, it's gonna take longer. But for most part, a lot of design requests that he gets are two to three day turnaround times, sometimes less. And so he's able to schedule out these tasks a lot more easier and a lot more manageable. And of course, this does bring in the idea of uh, subscriptions, right? What is one of the biggest subscriptions that so many people have that they never use? A gym subscription. How many people you know, listening to this have gone, signed up at a gym, go for a little bit of time, then completely stop and forget about it. So he actually can bank a little bit more on the fact that people are gonna uh, get a subscription. Uh, he offers them to do a term limit where it's like, you know, 
a quarter or a year. So you could sign up for a full year and I believe you pay uh, upfront for the full year. It's discounted because you're doing a longer period of time. But in that time, there could be months where you have zero design requests. And so basically, he is not fully banking on this, but he can bank on the fact that some of these clients are gonna have no requests some months. They're still gonna pay their subscription, but they're gonna have zero or very little uh, tasks per month. And so in that, let's say $5,000 a month, let's say a client uses your service for, I don't know, or does like a, a, a few tasks here and there. And basically what happens is each one of those tasks, each hour that you work on those tasks, equal to $300 an hour worth of an hourly rate. Whereas if you were doing this at hourly base pricing, your price might be $100 an hour. So it's it's confusing and you definitely need to check it out. Um, definitely, you know, YouTube, uh, Google, look up his model, go to his website and it really explains a lot about it. Um, and I may even do a YouTube video on my personal channel where I talk about how I'm going to be structuring my own business using a subscription-based model. Uh, I've been going through and using Figma a lot with that. Um, but anyway, so I, I wanted to, to re-record this episode to kind of talk about this because I felt like it was something that was a disservice if I didn't go back in and talk about a subscription-based pricing model. So, uh, but let's actually jump from here. So let's actually talk about some of the pros and some of the cons of having productized services and a subscription-based model. So first off, you know, with a productized service pricing, it can offer a lot of benefits for freelancers and design agencies looking to scale their business. You know, in this segment, we'll discuss five key advantages of using productized uh, service pricing and subscriptions. Uh, now, some of these that I'm going to be rattling off, this is a script that was for the original uh, podcast episode. Some of these I may change on the fly. Uh, so if you hear me stuttering and you hear me, you know, kind of falling over myself a little bit, that's the reason why. It's because I, I didn't go through and update this script. But I feel like a lot of what I'm going to be discussing here is going to still resonate uh, for this episode. So, you know, the first pro is increased efficiency. Uh, since you have a structured uh, process for delivering your services, you can optimize your workflow and improve your efficiency. This allows you to deliver your services more consistently and at a higher quality, which can lead to better client satisfaction and retention. So basically, when you have a productized service or subscription-based model, you have a specific scope in mind for the project. You have a set number of hours or time, you have a set price point for everything, and so this is something that you can do over and over and over again. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at this project, at this type of request or task. And so by having a, you know, this structure to the way that you work, you're only gonna get better, you're only gonna get faster, you're gonna increase your profit margins, etc. And so that kind of leads to the, the next uh, pro, which is predictable revenue. So let's actually look at the subscription-based model for this one in particular. With uh, a subscription-based model, you have X number of clients that have hired you for your subscription for this month. So you know, okay, I have, let's say, 
I have 10 clients who are part of my subscription. I know that if I charge, we'll just go a lower route for this, let's say $2,000 a month for a subscription. I know that all 10 of those clients who have re-upped, uh, re who are uh, going to be requir requiring my services, are gonna equal $20,000 of my time. Is that right? Yes, that's right. $20,000 of my uh of my time and so i'm going to be looking at twenty thousand dollars and for the most part you can either do prepay or postpay for something like this i would definitely suggest prepaying they have to prepay for the month and so you're able to predict how much revenue you're going to have let's say the next month you know that two of those clients are going to be dropping the service or pausing the subscription uh for your business so you know okay Next month, I'm gonna actually be going down to $16,000 a month for this subscription. It might be time to increase the marketing this month, so that way I can fill that gap or even go beyond it. So whereas you had two that paused their subscriptions or canceled their subscriptions, in the next month, you had five people in that time who signed up. And so now you have an increase of three instead of uh, an, a decrease of two. Hopefully that makes sense. But I, I feel like the same thing goes for regular productized service pricing because you're able to see, especially if you're scheduling things in advance, you're able to see, okay, I've got three logo design projects that are in the hopper for June. Great, I know that that's guaranteed income. They've already signed their contracts, they've prepaid. Um, so you kind of like have this idea, okay, I have those three projects, I have four illustration projects, I have two landing page websites that I need to do. Each one of these projects each have a specific price point. They each have a specific scope, amount of time, etc. And so you're able to really go through and schedule out and figure out exactly how much your revenue is gonna be for this month. Um, the next pro, pro number three, is easier to sell. It is a lot easier to, to sell a subscription or a productized service, especially because it's an easy to follow framework. The easier it is to explain to a client your process and how you're going to be going about doing this is going to make things a lot easier. You're going to be able to package and market these like products. Instead of them being just regular services, they are products that you can package up. Need a logo design done? It costs this much, it takes this much of time, and it includes these specific deliverables. So you're able to really sell these things a lot easier to clients, and sometimes you don't even have to sell at all. You can have a landing page on your website where it has three branding packages. You know, it could be something where, you know, you have a landing page on your site and you're an illustrator. Here are three different groupings of illustration uh, products. You know, one illustration, five illustrations, 10 illustrations, something like that. So there's, it's a lot easier for you to kind of sell to your clients. The next pro is scalability. And this, again, is also something that's really good with subscription-based model, is that it's easy for you to scale up these types of uh, services or these types of uh, pricing models um, is because of the fact that, all right, you know that you have so much time in a day. You know that you have this much capacity. You can actually open up, like for instance, 
with my model that I'm currently working on, I am not going to have it to where I'm just going to take on every single client that comes my way. I'm only going to have a certain number of seats for design subscription. That's because I have uh, two clients who uh, have been with me for a while now. They're in a retainer model and I don't want to uh, take any time away from them. And so I decided, okay, what capacity do I have? I have the capacity to take on three to five subscription-based clients so that I can still service my retainer clients. So I am only gonna have five seats. Now, once I get in there, once I start doing uh, the subscription-based model, I can then decide, okay, five seats are easy, now I can go and increase just opening up two more uh, seats in the subscription model. So that's just one way that it's really good and really scalable. There are other ways uh, as well. Uh, and then the final pro is increased profitability. And this one is probably one of the biggest ones. This is ones that you, the whole reason why you want to think about uh, different pricing models is because you want to figure out how you can be more profitable each year, each month, each quarter, whatever it is. And so with a subscription base, with a productized service base, you are able to scale a lot quicker. You're able to figure out uh, pricing, increased pricing and things like that a lot quicker. The uh, person Brett from DesignJoy, they, he has already talked about how he is increasing his monthly subscription based or subscription uh, from $5,000 a month to as much as $10,000 a month for new subscribers. So he is able to double the amount of money that he gets each month from his new subscriptions. Now, with that being said, previous subscriptions are staying on the same pricing model, but the new ones are gonna be going up, but you're able to figure out what's working. Uh, in his example, he talked about how his first subscriptions were $2,000 a month, and then he scaled up to $5,000 a month, and now he's scaling up to $10,000 a month. So you can see how it is very easy to increase your profits you know, as the demand is, comes in. So that is the uh, all the pros for this pricing for these pricing models. Uh, let's quick go over it one more time. Increased efficiency, uh, predictable revenue, easier to sell to clients, scalability, and then finally increased profitability, which is again one of the bigger uh, pros. So let's now talk about the cons, the negatives when it comes to these models. And for the most part, um, I think I'm only sharing, yeah, I'm gonna share five of them with you. For the most part, these are definitely cons, but at the same time, I feel like they're easy to overcome, easy to like figure out solutions for. So take them with you know a grain of salt. So the first con is limited flexibility. So with these services, you know, they are designed and sold as packaged products. And so sometimes it's harder to kind of customize them, or you want to stay away from customizing. You want to be strict on a, B, C equals D. You know, you want to make sure that everything works properly. You don't want to necessarily customize the project based on the client. Now, sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. If you want to stick with a productized service model or a subscription-based model, then you cannot be as flexible, you know, as you would be with an hourly or project uh, or even a retainer uh, base for that matter. 
So the second con is risk of over promising and under delivering. Now this is, there's always that risk, no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter where you are in your career, there is always the risk of over promising and under delivering. You know, the biggest issue here is that, you know, this can lead to frustration and disappointment for both the client, you know, as well as you yourself, you know, you can be very disappointed in yourself, but what's worse is when a client is dis, uh, is disappointed or frustrated because when we don't have happy clients, we don't have the possibility of more happy clients from that client. No testimonials, no referrals. In fact, you know, you could even get bad publicity, you know, through a tweet or something like that. And, and we don't want that. You know, we want to avoid this. You know, it's crucial to be clear when you're defining your scope of work, the deliverables up front, but also just talking about the process and having like a solid like FAQ section below each product. So risk of overpromising and underdelivering, it's definitely a headache. It's something that will come no matter what, no matter what kind of pricing model you're using, no matter what kind of industry you're working with and everything. There's always that potential for that. We just have to be careful not for that, uh, not to let that happen. Um, the next con, and this one, you know, it it is it, it was a pro, but it can also be a con, and that is scaling. You know, just it, it's easy for productized services and subscriptions to um, to scale. It, it it really is, but at the same time, you still have issues when it comes to scaling. For instance. It can, and this can actually lead to the risk of overpromising and underdelivering. You don't know how many clients you're going to be able to service at once when it comes to being a freelancer and using like the subscription model. So I am trying to minimize the impact of that by having a set number of seats of subscriptions. So by having you know three to five uh, seats, I'm limiting how many clients um, can take up that time, and I can actually see how it works within my uh, workload. I think I might even just do two to three seats to start and kind of like A-B test and figure out what works and what doesn't work. So it's something that you, you have to figure out yourself, but it limits the scalability. Because if you scale way too much, if you go in and take on 20 or 30 clients with this model and you have no experience working with this model, you can definitely find yourself burning out very quickly. You can find yourself with a lot of angry clients and you could potentially even be seeing some sort of lawsuit or things like that. So you wanna be very careful, but that is also like the issue is the fact that it's difficult to really scale this model. It's easy to scale, but it's also difficult to scale in that fact. You have to do the prep, the prep ahead of time and figure out what works for you and what doesn't work. So the fourth con is setup and implementation can be time consuming. So with product uh, productized services, with subscription-based models, the amount of time that you have to put in to just prep for these uh, pricing models can take a while. Creating these parameters and pricing them accordingly takes a lot of time and effort and may require multiple iterations to get it just right, hence the reason why two to three clients to start and then expand when it makes sense. 
Additionally, it can be challenging to communicate these parameters and expectations to clients um, who are used to doing more traditional pricing models like hourly retainer, uh, project-based pricing, and things like that. You know, but also, you know, despite these challenges, the investment in creating a solid product or service can pay off in the long run. It, it, it can really pay off, and so it can lead to more predictable revenue and more streamlined workflow and so many other things that are very important for not only yourself as a freelancer, as a business owner, but also to your clients as well. All right, and so then the final, the fifth con for this um, is tough competition. So as I mentioned um, with uh, at the beginning of this episode, I just found out about this subscription model and how it works. So has so many other people as well. If you go out and you take a look right now and you uh, happen to go on Twitter or LinkedIn and you start searching design subscription, you're gonna see a whole heck of a lot of people out there taking this, this method, trying it out, and it's gonna probably become the next big pricing model. You're gonna see this happen a lot. It is not for every single freelancer. It is not for every single client. Because you have to think about, especially if you follow DesignJoy's model, you're gonna be doing one task at a time. You're gonna have a big backlog and everything like that. But you're only gonna be doing one single task at a time. Some clients, that doesn't work for them. They want multiple things, especially like, for instance, both of my uh, retainer clients, they have tons of requests at once. I am working on multiple projects and requests at any given time. And so a subscription makes zero sense for them at all. It's something where uh, somebody actually asked me over the weekend when I was talking about subscription, uh, using a subscription model, they said, you know, do you think your current clients might switch to that? And I told them, no, it, it doesn't make sense for all clients. Um, and so you have to really, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but there's so many people who are out there who are, um, they are uh, utilizing this new uh, subscription model, testing it out. They, you know, it's going to become probably the next biggest thing that you see for freelancers and small uh, agencies. So you have to be careful there. You have to see, and that's why I suggest if you're going to do a subscription-based model, don't just do that fully. You know, test it out two to three or three to five seats at a time. See if it works for you, but continue your retainers, continue your hourly based pricing or project based pricing or just productized services. You know, keep those things going because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to become so saturated that everybody, you know, start all the clients start turning away from subscriptions, especially if they have bad experiences with some of these, uh, you know, bad characters out there. And there will be bad characters who are gonna take advantage of clients with this model. I can guarantee it, and it may even end up ruining this model for design joy and for anyone else out there who ends up doing this. So let's again recap the uh, the cons. Actually, let's go back and recap the po uh, pros first, and then we'll recap the cons. Again, pros, increased efficiency, predictable revenue, easier to sell, scalability, Increased pro uh, profitability. Cons, limited flexibility, not flexible at all, does not do yoga. 
Uh, risk of overpromising and underdelivering. Difficulty in scaling, so you see both sides. Setup and implementation can be time consuming. Definitely very true. And then finally, tough competition, high volume competition uh, more than anything. So now let's kind of talk about some different approaches to uh, you know, productized services and subscription-based pricing. And so we're actually gonna f uh, focus more here because I've kind of talked in breadth about the subscriptions and I feel like it's really kind of straightforward there. Um, but I think here we're gonna talk more about the productized uh, services. So the, the first, you know, approach that you can kind of do with this, and this is kind of like, you know, the straightforward uh, part of productized services is fixed scope packages. And, with this, it's you know basically this approach involves defining a specific uh, set of services or tasks that are included in a package along with a fixed base price. It, it's basically the definition of a productized uh, service. And th this approach is effective for freelancers who want to provide clients uh, with clarity on what they're expecting to receive uh, for a set fee. And so, I just want, I always throw this out there. The first uh, approach is usually like the most straightforward. Uh, the next one is tiered packages. And I think this is, <clears throat> and the next one is tiered packages. And this approach is probably something I see a lot of uh, agencies using, especially in uh, pitches with productized services, with uh, project-based pricing and a lot of other things. And so basically what this does is this approach involves creating different packages or tiers that offer different levels of service or features at different price points. You know, this approach, you know, can be very effective for freelancers who want to appeal to a wider range of clients' needs with different budgets and, you know, so on. But what you basically do, and this is kind of, I mentioned this a little bit uh, earlier, was that you can go through and uh, you can set up, like, let's say with branding. Let's say with branding, you have uh, multiple tiers. Um, throughout like a logo design project. So you have, maybe they just need a single logo, right? So that's your tier one is just logo. Tier two would be logo plus color, pla uh, color palette, <laughs> logo plus color palette uh, plus typography. And then your third tier is uh, all of those plus a style guide or plus uh design or brand elements, you know, like symbols or patterns or things like that. So you can kind of like tear them out and like have it to where, okay, which one of these tiers works best for you? And some people, they do this uh, to kind of frame more so, um, you know, they try and push their clients to like a middle tier selection or something like that. So they don't focus so much on the deliverable side of things, but they focus on, okay, this tier has more revisions in it. You know, this tier has uh, more hours in it and things like that. So there's different ways you can kind of go about that. Um, with the next part, and this one actually works for both the uh, both of the um, subscription and also with product and service, and that is add-ons and upgrades. 
So this approach involves uh, offering additional services or features that can be added onto the base package for an additional fee. A good example of this for subscription is something that was also on DesignJoy's website, which is he offers for an additional, I think, $999 uh, each month, uh, Webflow uh, development. And so with that, you know, you're able to have him de develop things, uh, you know, let's say if you're going through a website redesign, he'll do that. And that's honestly not bad to get that knocked out. Now, I don't know if that's, you know, another layer. So you have one, uh, one for one or sorry, one at a time design services. Then you have at the same time, he also does one for one Webflow services. So they're stacked on top of each other or you have to kind of pick and choose which one. I have no idea how that works with him, but you can add stuff like that, Webflow development. You could add copywriting. You could add strategy. Um, you could add uh, something along those lines. I'm trying to, I'm running out of ideas here. Uh, editing, video editing, animation, things like that. All of these different things can easily be add-ons uh, for your uh, productized services or subscription. And then of course the last one, this one is, I, I almost wasn't going to include this one in here because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you're trying to keep control of uh, keeping things like unified and consistent across the board, but customized packages. So the ability to customize the productized service or product, you know, and it, if you were to do that, increase the price of it. The, to, in order to customize the, the service, you have to pay double, you know, maybe not double, maybe 50% uh, on top of the normal price or something like that. Um, but basically like offering the ability to create a custom package for your uh, clients needs and things like that. In that case, it should definitely cost more than a regular product type service. You know, if they're wanting, oh, we want, you know, three more rounds of revisions. For one thing, nothing should take three more rounds of revisions. But if that was the case, then increase the price. You know, don't just have the same price or a similar price to what the normal package would be. You know, each approach, you know, that I kind of mess it, uh, mentioned here, and let's quick go over it, fixed scope pricing, tiered packages, add-ons and upgrades, and customized package. Each approach has its own pros and cons here. And it's important for freelancers to consider, you know, their business needs, their client needs, and pricing goals when choosing um, an approach that works best for them. In the end though, the key to success with productized uh, services and uh, subscription-based pricing is to focus on delivering high quality services that ensure that your clients receive value for their investment. It's very important that you do that uh, when it comes to these things. You wanna have happy clients. All right, whew, this is definitely a long episode. I do apologize to my editor who has to go through and edit not only the audio, but the video as well. Hopefully this I've made it easier uh, for them though. Um, but in conclusion, uh, productized services and subscription-based pricing can be a great way for freelancers and design agencies to streamline their services uh, and increase their profitability. It provides a clear structure uh, and pricing model for clients while also allowing for scalability and more efficient workflow. However, like any pricing model, it comes with its own set of challenges and considerations that need to be carefully evaluated. So moving forward, here are three suggested paths for uh, listeners. 
Number one, evaluate whether this pricing model is right for your business. Consider the strengths, consider your strengths, consider uh, the service offerings that you provide and clients' needs that you've seen over uh, you know the time that you've been freelancing to determine if a productized service or a subscription pricing model aligns with your goals. You know, just because you see everybody jumping off a cliff, don't go jumping off a cliff, even if there's a pillow of money below it. Test and refine your process. Developing a productized service requires a lot of experimentation and refinement to ensure it meets clients' needs and produces desired outcomes. Continuously test and refine your process to maximize your results and improve the customer experience. This is very important. You always want to be testing and improving. Do not find yourself doing the exact same uh, same way that you've been doing it for two years. Like you want to improve the way that you work, the way that you know you do things, especially for your clients. You want to give them the best possible experience and results that you can. And finally, if you haven't, go back and check out the other three episodes of this mini series, hourly based pricing, uh, project based pricing and retainers. Uh, make sure that you get a good grasp of what each pricing model allows for um, and make sure that you choose what works for you. And it could be a combination of multiple ones, uh, multiple ones that we've discussed here on this podcast. All right. So this is going to probably be the last primary episode of this mini series. I was going to do an episode on value based pricing. However, I have not used that pricing model specifically. I am not the biggest fan of uh, how a lot of people sell it, and so I am not gonna actually talk about it in this mini-series. If you would like a great resource for value-based pricing, go check out The Future and Chris Doe. Great, great discussions, constantly sharing a lot about value-based pricing. Um, and so I would definitely go check him out and check out his videos and his podcast for uh, learning on value-based pricing. So that is it for this mini-series. However, there will be additional bonus episodes coming out throughout the summer where I talk about little things on pricing and uh, how to price work and things like that. I don't think they're going to be as long as this one. This one's going to be like 45 minutes long. I do apologize for that. But I hope that you got some nugget of wisdom out of this. You know, stay tuned for more uh, insights and strategies to help you uh, succeed. You know, with your freelance journey, um, regardless. And it, whether you're uh, watching this on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast, uh, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. And especially if you're on YouTube hit that like button. I would really appreciate it. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you for taking the time to listen to uh, me ramble on. And as always, please remember to stay passionate, stay positive, and stay creative. All right, everybody, talk to you guys later and bye. First off, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to sharing more of these podcast episodes with you in the near future. This podcast was written and directed by me, Rocky Rourke, with special thanks to our brand new podcast editor, Deanna Chapman, for all of her help on this episode and on future episodes. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast or check out some of the previous write-ups and episodes that we put out, you can definitely check us out at bluecyclops.co, that's B-L-U-E-C-Y-C-L-O-P-S dot co forward slash podcast. 
And please remember to hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you get your podcasting fix, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is. Please hit that subscribe button. I look forward to sharing more of these podcasts with all of you in the near future. And if you ever have any questions about today's episode, past episodes, future episodes, or if you would like to give any ideas for what you would like to hear us talk about, please send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter at Rocky Rourke, R-O-A-R-K. All right, that's it for me, everybody. Hope you guys have a great day. And as I've said before, always remember to stay passionate, stay positive, and stay creative. All right, that's it. Bye, everybody.